the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason, we're back. Yeah, it is Wednesday, July 5th. I hope all of you had a fantastic 4th of July holiday. Uh, obviously, Jason and I took took the long weekend. You know, that's the that's the new vacation. Yeah, the long week. We're off Friday, Monday, of course, yesterday, uh, 4th of July. We're, we're back at it here today. Uh, the offices are back open. The radio station's open. We're, 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 we're back in business here. 800-951-0592. Allamericangold.com is the, the website. And, you know, hopefully you guys got to spend some time with family, friends, did a little partying. Apparently they were doing a little partying at the White House. Uh, Hunter Biden must have been there. Uh, they found some cocaine at the White House. I, I've been doing this for 20 years. I think, I, I'm not sure. But Jason, this may be the first time that I've heard that, hey, cocaine has made it to the White House. Uh, you know, the, you know, the white powdery substance. I'm sure that had everybody freaked out. But uh, somebody probably figured out, oh, wait a minute, it was in the bathroom, and Hunter was just here. <laughs> I didn't see anything about that. <laughs> All I saw was uh, RFK Jr. doing push-ups without a shirt on. That's that's, what I, that's the only thing I, I saw when I came in this morning, because I, I, I shut everything off for the, the weekend. And so when I was turning things on, uh, one of the first things that popped up was uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. showing that he's uh, more manly than, than Biden, I guess. Well, yeah, uh, I'll tell you what, there's a little bit of difference. Uh, I don't know if anybody tried to listen to Joe Biden. It's getting worse. It really is. Uh, it's embarrassing, uh, to say the least, uh, his ability uh, to put sentences together, cognitive sentences. Uh, he, he just made a mess of things again. And he has a real, you know what's so funny? Is he has a problem getting off the stage. Apparently that's, that's like a hard thing for this guy, right? I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to stop talking. I don't know how to leave. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not a lot of, uh, let's just say bravado. I guess R- Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, he, he's taken a page out of Vlad. Vladdy Putin's book, right? Remember, remember uh, Vlad was uh, posting pictures, topless and this and that, but why not? You know, uh, uh, anything's better than the clown that we've got in there. But I got to say this, too. While we were all eating hot dogs and and uh, celebrating the signing of the Declaration of Independence, the national debt skyrocketed again we're we're almost now so remember we hit the debt ceiling at 31.4 trillion dollars and we we fixed it what less than four weeks ago about four weeks but let's call it about a month ago they said okay right we're gonna set a date that now you can you we can spend as much as we want 
until the next inauguration, right? So, hey, we're going to spend as much as we want until the next inauguration. We've added almost a trillion dollars. Matter of fact, by the time we get here Monday, uh, the debt will be up a, a, a trillion dollars uh, just since that debt ceiling has passed uh, today, the 10-year note. Uh, rates are going higher, uh, 389 now, closing in on 4%. And remember, starting in August, right, the, the, the Treasury has been selling buku amount of short-term debt. Three months, six months, year, two years. Uh, now they're, they're faced with the dilemma, get this now, 20% of all the marketable debt is is got to be rolled over now, and that's kind of the that is the bad. Le- now again, who decides what these bad levels are? I don't know, right? I mean, they they told us two percent on inflation, so you know. But apparently, Jason, once you get past twenty percent, there's there's a problem, right? And and funding the debt becomes a problem. The only way to solve it is by selling a lot more. Longer dated maturity, right? 10 year notes, 20 year notes, 30 year notes, which just means that the amount of interest we're going to have to pay is going to go up. And remember, we're what? I think it's uh, the 26th is the next, uh, we, we anticipate to be the next Fed rate hike. Uh, I'll be shocked uh, if we don't see a 10 year note well above 4% come August. Right. It, uh, it's all about payments, you know, the, the amount of payments that are flowing through the system. And if no one's going to sign up for long-term debt, uh, let's say you're the guy, you're the bank, or you're the institution that's doing six months, six months, six months. Well, of course, the banking system's worry is, well, maybe he won't roll that over next time. That money's right. going to sit somewhere else, and, and, and that's what's happening. You know, they, they, they're the ones shrinking the money supply, so they're purposely causing this to happen. So... You know, short-term debt, I think, and they keep on going until people feel like they've hit the roof on the interest ratio, which if they have, if they haven't, then who's going to do 10-year? Who's going to do 30-year? Yeah. Who's going to do that until the interest rates uh, hit a peak? And just remember, bond yields rising, and it's kind of this uh, that inverse correlation. Bond yields rising is not good for people that hold bonds. Right. That, that means that they're, they're actually losing money. When we get back, uh, the FDIC very quietly. Now they won't tell us who, but they've added to their banks in trouble list. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. And again, right? The higher the rates go, the more banks in trouble will continue to grow. I'll give you an update. From the FDIC, Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason, and uh, the calm before the storm. Uh, you know, we, we've gotten a little bit of a reprieve. You know, we had the banking crisis. Uh, people think that's over. It's not over. Matter of fact, every single Friday. The Fed announces that more money had to be borrowed by these banks. And what we're talking about is the banks are taking debt that's not worth what they valued it at. Okay? Right? Talking about maybe it's a 10-year note that yielded 
half of a percent. Maybe it's a commercial real estate building that doesn't have anybody in it, right? That uh, the interest-only payment is coming due, and and they have to make the balloon on. They're giving it to the Fed, and the Fed is pretending that it's valued at what the bank valued it at, right? Hell, we're going to give you full credit for it. And they're allowing these banks to do it for a whole year. And every week, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. In other words, banks every week got to go and borrow more. And if they, Because if they didn't, they wouldn't have enough money to cover the withdrawals. Right? That's what a bank's supposed to be. Right? You go you, and you put your money in the bank. When you write the rent check. When you write the mortgage payment, when you write the car payment, when you write the insurance payment, you expect it to be good. Right? Because, well, it's the bank. Well, guess what? It really isn't. But they're pretending that it is. So, okay, that's fine. But now, rates are going even higher. Which means, well, guess what? I got I, uh, this is a real easy bet. Guess what? On Friday, when the Fred announces, it's going to be higher again. And next Friday, it's going to be higher again. And next Friday, it's going to be higher again. And again, here's the sad part: we're coming up in about eight months. They're supposed to be uh, pay it all back, like the crisis is going to go away. It, it's not going to go away and you're sitting here we're looking at the markets the dow is down the s&p is down the nasdaq's down uh gold's up a couple of dollars silver having a good day here up 35 cents but if you're like man i just don't like how this is playing out i don't see uh what i could do gosh yields are going up my bond my bonds are getting hit uh wall street you know it's hung in there this year but they took 20% out of my backside last year, and everybody's saying, hey, uh, we're going to try real hard to run in place, but uh, 2024 isn't looking so good. You may want to find other places to put your money. Check out our friends over at Y-Refi. That's investyrefi.com, the word invest, the letter Y, R-E-F-Y.com. Or call them at 888-Y-REFI-24. And as you guys know, up to 10.25% return. Fixed. It's fixed. Doesn't matter. I don't care if rates go up. Heck, they they got lower rates. It won't change it. Uh, there are no fees. But you remember, you got to have at least $50,000. But check them out. InvestYREFI.com. And especially with this next door. So, problem fixed, right? Calm before the storm. Well, the FDIC, you know, and again, you, you, you've got to give this with a grain of salt. Because the banks that failed, the three banks that failed, weren't on this list. So, that kind of tells you, right, how bad is this problem? Now, we know... That 867 days had passed since our last bank failure. And then, of course, it started with Silicon Valley Bank and 
There's been 566 failures since 2000. Okay, so that's that's a lot, right? But not a ton. But when you put it in perspective, I mean, we got about 4,000 banks. So we're talking about more than 10% of the banks that are left have gone under. And really, the number is probably bigger than that. Because how many banks consolidated and, 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 hey, we didn't have to say we went under because, because we got bought up. I mean, right? So, so just remember, this is, this is not a healthy banking system that the Federal Reserve is supposed to be watching for. The FDIC issued its monthly list of banks that they say are, well, problem banks. Now, here's the funny part. So the FDIC, you know, I'm sure they're very good people over there, and they care very deeply. Say to us every month, "Hey guys, we, we compile the list uh, of of bad actors, banks that maybe we should be worried about." So you would think common sense would say, "Hey, well, we should notify the public, Jason." Jason, shouldn't we should tell them, oh my gosh, you guys, if you have money in these banks, you may want to do something else. Wouldn't that be the normal thing to do? Hey, uh, we, we've got some uh, bad actors out there, and we know who the, uh, they are. We should probably tell the public. Yeah, Joe, and as you were saying earlier, you know, it's, it's about deposits and withdrawals. You know, and if there's too many withdrawals, the bank fails. I mean... All you have to do is drive through the country, and you go through a town that looks like people are leaving the town, and the town's not doing well. It's all pluses and minuses, Joe. It's always pluses and minuses. So if, if that town's not doing well, well, who's going to deposit money? And, and if, on top of that, they're withdrawing the money. So you, that's why you see your local bank. Once in a while, you see that local bank. It just kind of disappears because there's too many minuses, not enough pluses. Then you go to some big city, and there's growth going on. You know, you know the, the front range is pretty healthy, and Arizona's pretty healthy, but... Those are those those are those you'll see some new bank branches show up. It's it's a scheme. You know, it, sh- it should be more, much healthier. It should be done with a handshake, and you should know who your banker is. Just like when you take your car to the local mechanic, you know who that person is. When you buy gold and silver, you should be able to know who that person is. Uh, but if somehow they've brainwashed society to think, uh, Joe, that everything should be a corporate thing on your on your smartphone, and that that's who you should trust. And so this will just continue to happen, Joe. And I think far more banks. Like I said, after the third quarter of last year. They had their own. They have, uh, the uh, the Fed had their own list of that seven twenty and twenty two banks were in tr- were in uh, trouble. That could take you down from four thousand down to thirty two hundred real quick. Yeah, and of course, you know, Weiss uh, they track. They have their bank tracker list, uh, and their their number is hey over half of these financial institutions, on paper anyway, don't have enough assets to cover their liabilities, and again. Just remember, and I hate to keep hammering this home, but it's the truth. The higher the rates go, the more banks are insolvent. Period. Whose fault is that? Now, I'll say this. Silicon Valley and Signature, that was them. Those were bad, poorly run banks. In other words, the risk was there, and these guys did nothing to stop it. Right? Because what did they, well, we know there's risk there, but 
uh, hedging that risk means we make less money. They were greedy. But a lot of these banks now, and I'm not, listen, I don't want to confuse you. There's still plenty of greedy banks. Okay. But a lot of them are like historically that we're not being greedy. This is a problem caused by our Federal Reserve. See, one of the things they didn't tell us about interest rates being at zero. Now, granted, you loved it. I got a mortgage for 4%. I, I got a car loan for zero. I love it. It's great. Well, yeah, it was. See, what they didn't tell us was, oh, by the way, since we did this for so long, when the rates finally do go up, it's really going to screw the banks. Because part of our rule was they were forced, forced to buy treasuries at stupid yields. Forced to buy mortgage-backed securities at stupid yields. And now all of them are losers, all of them. Not some, all. And the reality all is, is any bank that suffers any type of outflow of deposits, or think about this, here's the other problem. The Fed was handing everybody, the government, they were handing everybody money for COVID. Remember COVID? Yep. People were cleaning up. And I'm, I'm not just talking about, hey, we paid you not to work. Heck, we paid you more not to go to work than you were making going to work. I'm not talking about just that. All the fraud, right? Anybody who made a claim to government, just there you go. Here, here's thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands in some cases. Well, Joe, you know that the banking system's in trouble on a just a simple go to your bank basis, which is decades past. You know, this is all pluses. Once again, it's all pluses and minuses. In decades past, you put money in your savings account, you got a few percent interest. Maybe it wasn't really good. Sometimes it was good. Here now we have. A, a system in place, like you said, look at all the money that was freely given out. And now the rates have gone up. Well, where's your savings account interest rate? It's pluses and minuses. The banks can't give you interest. They're hemorrhaging. They're damaged. They should be able to, at, at Fed funds rate over five, they should be able to give you a couple percent, right, Joe? They should be able to give you something. It's unhealthy. They can't do it. They need more money coming in than money going out. So they're being charged more interest on all of their debt that they're weighed down on. They can't possibly give you anything. They can't afford it, Joe. Right. And now think about this. So all that free money, it's gone away. Well, that just lower. I'm not. It's one thing for have big depositors pull their money out. That's bad. But for a lot of these banks now, it's like, man, it's not even. Yeah, we lost some big depositors. But all of a sudden, ninety percent of our depositors. They used to be carrying five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars at the end of every month, and now all of a sudden they're carrying five hundred bucks, a thousand bucks. Right? Our deposits are shrinking because the free money has come to an end. Right? So it's it's on all sides. But to get back to the FDIC in a month, in one month, granted it was a great month. Right? Look at it. Stocks were calm. Right, the the uh, the the Fed 
uh, seemingly goes back to, hey, we're, we're, you know, the, we've avoided the major recession. Well, delayed. They added four more banks to their problem bank list. And you might say, gosh, that's it, four? That was 10 per- That's a 10% increase. They had 39 banks on it. Now it's 43 banks. But here's the, the big problem with it. The assets of these banks, they were just $10.5 billion. Now the Fed is saying, or the FDIC, excuse me, with these four new banks, now it's up to $58 billion. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Jason, we're starting to see what bigger banks now are starting to make the the I've got trouble list. And here's the thing. The sad part is they won't tell us what banks they are, right? The, the nice thing to do would be to let you know. But, of course, here's what they know. Oh, my gosh, if we tell people, what are they going to do? They might actually do something, Jason, and then they'll go under for sure. Yeah, a lot of banks will go under because you don't want to be in a bank that's in trouble. Who, who wants to be a, uh, associated with a loser, right, Joe? <laughs> you got to get out of there, right? I'm going to tell you right now, if I was you, if you weren't in one of the, the, the big, big banks, and even if you were, I'd be worried. 800-951-0592, Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour here on this Wednesday. Just a three-day work. I can really get down. With a three-day work week, yeah, that would be uh, that'd be incredible. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't know what to do, right? I I, I mean, I think uh, uh, honestly, uh, this morning I was pretty much ready to go back to work. If, if I would have been, you know, maybe one more day and I would have been all right, but by tomorrow I would have been going crazy, Jason. I was ready to get back. Yeah, there's either the the, uh, the thing that. You know, is what you are. If you're the trash man, you're the trash man, right? If you're the if you're the uh, the guy that's the manager at the McDonald's, that's that's what you are. And at some point, if you get really tired of what you're doing, you look for something else to do. So I, I think the boredom we talk about, Joe, is to simply get back to work and do what you're good at, or find something else to to fill your interest with. Because let's face it, the guy that doesn't want to do anything, there's not really much point to it anymore after that, right? You you, you got to do something. Got to do something, right? Yeah, got to do something, right? Got to got to be out there, uh, being a productive uh, member of society. And and again, I think it's getting harder and harder to do. Very quietly, things are not what they seem. And I know that that there's this, I guess, relief, if you will, in the market. That hey, you know what? Uh, we haven't had the big layoff yet. Has it happened? Of course, I've told you that's the only way inflation's going down. The big layoff is coming. I was hoping that it would happen by now. Because every quarter of a point higher it goes from here means the crash is going to be that much worse. And it's simple because it makes the losses that these banks are holding worse. And it's going to start piling up. 
Uh, and, and again, at the same time, I just told you, you know what? We've almost increased our debt by a trillion dollars. Of course, now I'm talking about the 10 year note getting ready to, to crest 4%. That's not by accident. Right? A six month note closing in on 6%. You heard me right. 6%. All the while, the rest of the world has been de-dollarizing. Right? We throw that, throw another log on the fire. Now we've known for a while that India had been buying oils in, in rupees. The problem with that was India has laws that prevent the country that took the rupees from taking those rupees out of the country. So it created a big problem. Well, guess what? Over the 4th of July holiday, India said, you know what? Yeah, I get it. Good try by us. Effective immediately. We are now allowing all of our oil importers to use the Chinese renminbi, the Chinese yuan, and purchasing of oil uh, for India. And India, a major, or you know, it is a major player now. We got to respect, right? They're they're now a you know a top five economy, right? You gotta you gotta pay attention. This is hundreds of billions of dollars every year that they are saying. You know what? We don't need to buy treasuries with, uh, and now are uh, allowing, uh, basically, and of course, who are they buying the, the oil from? The Russians. Hey, let's do it in Chinese one. Argentina. Their currency's so bad, they used to, you know, in Argentina, what people used to do, you could go to the bank and say, I want my account in dollars could do that there. Guess what they're doing that with now? Yeah, you guessed it uh, over the weekend. You can now in Argentina, Jason, open bank accounts or change your bank accounts to have instead of, well, you know, and I don't know what the Argentine is, an Argentine peso, whatever it is, uh, instead of using their currency, go ahead, you can use the Chinese renminbi instead. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing forcing these countries uh, with the dollar. Uh, well, let's say this: they're coerced, I guess, right? They're uh, they're uh, they've been trained to use the dollar, but nothing's forcing anyone to, to stay with the dollar on a, as a permanent basis, Joe. So, what we're seeing in the world is is a, a, a situation where the dollar is becoming less and less valuable, and other countries' governments are trusting it less and less. They hold so much of it, though, Joe. They can't all. This is just like the banking system we're talking about. They can't panic the United States and the dollar and anybody else that holds it by, by leaving it all at once because what will happen? Whatever you're holding will become worth completely less. Can you imagine if, I don't know, 15, 20 countries liquidate all their dollars all at once? Even smaller ones, Joe. Can you imagine if they just, just eliminate all their dollars all at once? How quickly the world economy would just come tumbling apart because, let's face it, they want to they reset. They want a digital currency. They want to tell you how to spend it, when to spend it. Because uh, they know it's coming down, Joe. The whole the people that, that that run this system know it's getting ready to happen. 
and the people in Argentina, Venezuela, you know, Zimbabwe, who've gone through hyperinflation recently, they felt it, Joe. And for people who really think it can't happen here, and I think it would be difficult to have really extreme hyperinflation here, but that doesn't mean it won't happen. And at some point, when it fails, it actually will happen, unless they can, you know, unless they convince the world, well, here's the new system, Joe. Here's the new one. Go to this new system and. The Chinese yuan, that's just, that's one part of this, Joe. It's, it's, it's to solidify the world money system. This is how interesting these things are happening. Take India as an example. The State Bank of India, the country's top lender and a key banker for refiners. Remember, we tell you oil's the big deal. When it comes to uh, commodities, it's oil and then everything else, right? You know, you got soy, uh, you got corn, uh, you, you got beef, chicken, uh, pork, right? You got all those commodities. Add them all together and they don't equal oil, right? You want to you wanna end a prosperous nation, get rid of cheap energy, and you'll no longer be prosperous. We're starting to figure that out here. They actually... And, and I, I don't know that I've ever, ever seen this. Said that the they rejected a planned payment for oil in U.S. dollars and insisted that the payments be made in Chinese won. Jason, this is something where the seller agreed to do it in dollars, the buyer agreed to do it in dollars, and then the bank that was financing was like, yeah, no, no, we're not doing it in dollars. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know that I've ever seen that before. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour, the day after uh, the 4th of July. We're going to start out. Uh, man, we we ran cases of Silver Eagles, rolls of Silver Eagles. We had 10-ounce Silver Eagles. We had $20 gold pieces on sale. Uh, the first day back here, uh, we got gold up here, 1932. Uh, and again, I think that, you know, and, and Jason will, will, will back this up as well. We tend to every summer kind of seems to be that pattern, right? When, when, uh, everyone starts to go on vacation, we get that gold and silver pullback, and then usually, uh, right when, you know, like the kids go back to school, starting in August, right, August, September, right, the price kind of rallies all the way into Thanksgiving, uh, and then there's usually a, a little selling around Christmas time again, you know, gold kind of follows that, right, same thing, uh, it'll run through January to March, and then it's spring break. It's almost like, uh, hey, all the all the gold buyers, they must all be really rich. Because anytime there's, hey, oh, it's vacation time, it's holiday time, we, we tend to get these sell-offs. And, and Jason, uh, we, we definitely saw that this year with gold and silver. Yeah, it's not even down that much. I mean, there's, I mean, it's, you know, nothing is a straight line. But if you look at inflation, which has been... Uh, relevant uh, to, to this fiat currency for a long, long time, especially after 1971. All you see is inflation go up. It's a, it is a line that goes up, and you see gold go up. And the price of everything else goes up, too. 
you know, in, in a lot of ways. But the savings is gold. In my in my mind, savings is gold. If you're holding it in dollars, they're actually stealing it from you. I, I don't know how many people had to tell this, Joe. If, if it's cash in your bank or cash under the mattress, they've devised a money system that takes it from you. And gold goes up with the inflation, Joe. Yep. Yep. I mean, look at it. Uh, gold in the last year still up at 9%. Uh, and, yep. and we're saying it's down, right? And it's still up 9%. Yep, yeah. uh, today's special U.S. $10 liberties. These are uh, the pre-1907, 1866 to 1907. Why do we like old gold? Well, it's pretty simple. It's the most private way to own it. You can buy it. You can sell it. You can trade it. Well, what about, do I have to... Fill out forms. Do I have to give out my social security number? Do I have to get a 1099? Uh-uh. Nope. And you know, as we all know, the government always leaves loopholes for stuff. Think about the Gold Confiscation Act in 1933. I mean, they took everything. Well, see, almost everything. If you were a jeweler... You could own gold in a certain form, in a bar form, right, to make your jewelry. If you were an artist, you could fill out a request, right? Fill out some paperwork saying, I need a small amount of gold to do my artistry, right? The dentist, right? Hey, I got to get my gold teeth, right? You could fill out forms and get some. But it was illegal. To own gold in this country as a citizen, a regular citizen. Well, unless you had one type of gold and only one, it had to be what the government considered to be a collectible. If you could, if you had collectible gold coins, you did not have to turn your gold in at gold confiscation. And guess what the government did in 1986 with the Gold Eagle Act? Any pre-1933 gold that remained, because most of it got melted down. Right? Allegedly, that's what's in Fort Knox. Right? That's the gold in Fort Knox. But any of the pre-33 gold that remained has been reclassified as a collectible. All other forms of gold are considered bullion. And I think, Jason, that's kind of an interesting thing, you know, because gold isn't money anymore, you know, according to the Federal Reserve, probably only to the Federal Reserve. Everywhere else, people say gold is money. But the possibility of confiscation has to be a real thing again, right? This digital currency uh, is the United States. We know, look at, look at the story we just talked about with India's biggest bank. Now, we're not doing dollar trades anymore. Nope, don't want that. Because guess what? That forces us to buy dollars, and we don't want to. We don't want to buy dollars. And the 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 thought of losing credibility and the, the realization of, uh-oh, if this thing goes sideways, think about it, we just added a trillion dollars in 30 days of debt. If this thing goes south, Will the U.S. and other nations have to use gold as some type of backing for their digital currency? It's a real possibility, isn't it? 
Absolutely, Joe. Absolutely. You know, and and I'll tell you that I, I don't know what the price is on these coins. Uh, you, you haven't given out the price yet, but I, I know that on ten dollar liberties, I believe on some of our specials. When I first joined Patreon in two thousand eighteen, I think we were selling these for six hundred fifty bucks. Right? They yeah. Were like a, yeah. Yeah. Six hundred fifty. Six hundred forty. Uh, today, uh, they're nine hundred and sixty-five dollars. If you buy ten or more, nine hundred and sixty dollars. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You know, it's funny you brought that up because someone just produced this report about four hundred one k's. You know, we talked about Vanguard. Remember, Vanguard did theirs. This is a different one. This one went back to 2013. So this was, what, uh, three, four, five years before Jason came to Patriot. Very interesting. So you think, okay, it's been 10 years. How's that average 401k balance doing with the Dow at 34,000? You know, 10 years ago, what was it? I don't even know, 14,000, something like that? I'll give you an update when we get back. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason, Patriot Radio News Hour, $10 Liberties, 1 through 9, 965, 10 or more, $960. And Jason, you know, before the break, you were saying when you first started, 2018, we were selling these, what, like 650 bucks, something like that. Let's just, let's just call it a $300 increase. In $10 liberties, uh, which, you know, think about it, in about a five-year period, right? That's about, you know, we're talking a 33-plus percent type increase. You know, you're, you had, you know, get no, you know, six, seven, eight percent a year. According to data from 401ks, the average, now they like to use the average because we know we did the median thing, right? The average 401k in 2013 was $80,000. Ten years later, it's only a hundred, it's actually below a hundred, but let's, I'm, I'm being nice. $100,000. Well, that's about a 25% return. From eighty thousand to a hundred thousand over a ten year period, or two point five percent per year. That's it. And yet the stock market doubled, but the average balance is only getting a couple of percent a year on average. But think about it. Wall Street is not the the headline makes you feel good. But all of your money isn't in Apple and Microsoft and Tesla. It's not. So few stocks. This is such a huge, top-heavy stock market. Uh, they, they, people get lost in all of this, Jason. They think they're, they're doing way better than they are. And this is what people still put in. I know some people, you know, people are retiring. But other people, hey, you've been putting in the whole time uh, the returns the actual real returns, not the fake stuff they show on TV. Because let's face it, the majority of Americans, where's their where's their stock investments? It's in their 401ks. I, I got an email even this morning. Somebody was questioning. He's like, well, 
Why would I buy gold? I have to pay a premium. Why would I do that? I'll just you know, throw up my – look at all the money I've, I've made in the stock market. And I was like, what, are you blind? What about the fees? What about the taxes? And by the way, if you want to pull out early, then there's the penalties. And really, that was not a, a premium that you're paying, right, Joe? Give me a break. But, but again, see, no, see, they are paying a premium. This is the point. Yes. And the premium you're paying, this is how dumb people are. The P.E. ratio, it's at record highs. Uh, and what people don't know, they bake the premium into it. You're not buying. For every dollar of profit Apple makes, and I don't, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm guessing here, you're, you're, you're paying $90 for every dollar. That's a premium, right? That's a huge premium. Uh, you know, the, when you talk about uh, P.E. ratios in the 20s, what, in other words, you're paying 20-some percent more than what the company's actually worth. You, are you kidding me? These premiums, you know, a premium on Wall Street used to be 7 or 8 percent. Right? And the stocks that are really driving the market, those are the biggest premiums of all. Yeah, you're just uneducated. You just don't know how it works. But then again, hey, that's how that's exactly how they want you to be. Dumb down. 800-951-0592. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.